Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So keep that in mind. Yeah, hey, forget I asked. <laughs> That'll definitely It'll, do. Ew. Join the f- Discord. It was the least fun I've ever had playing this game. A small but vibrant and extremely humble community. No, I've seen the sleeves, but I'm like, you said you're suiting up and then you put your sleeve on. Thank you for saying that. Because I'm a demon on the keys. Next thing I know, we're both dead. I immediately left the lobby. In Vietnam. What are they playing for? Are they playing to win? <laughs> Stay humble. Stay humble. We are live! Welcome to The Drop Shot, a Call of Duty podcast, episode number 39. My name is Casey, also known as Razanon. I am joined, as always, by my good friend Tanner. Tanner, say hello to everyone. What's going on, everyone? And today's, uh, today's ep... Is gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting ep. I've actually written like a doctoral thesis about today's ep, in fact, and it is about the future of Call of Duty, uh, not only COD 2020, but uh, Call of Duty's beyond that. Uh, what we can expect for COD 2020 and beyond, based on the evidence that is available to us at this time. And I will outline uh, why I think those things and then give you the uh, the conclusion, as it were. So uh, so strap in, boys. This is going to be a thick one. Uh, a couple little announcements, a playlist update that we are not super happy to share with you guys. And then we're going to get right the fuck into it. But first, Noggin Chaser with a Twitch Prime. Let's fucking go. Lustin Jemke. Also known as Noggin Chaser. You love to fucking see it. Thanks for the Twitch Primarino, brother. I appreciate it. I'm glad you could make it to the pod live at twitch.tv slash Raznon every Wednesday and Saturday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Claptimus, five gifted subs. Let's fucking go. Solitary Leaf, Dre, Logitide, Doubles, Chop Suey, 91. Welcome to this small but vibrant 
an extremely humble community. And Claptimus, for the continued support, the five gifted subs. You love to fucking see it. Thank you, Claptimus. I appreciate you. Uh, Pritch, Nicomus, and Noggin, I appreciate all of you very goddamn much. Uh, that is one way to start an episode. So, a couple little announcements. Thank you again, boys. Much appreciated. Uh, first of all, Hack and Zach and zero underscore underscore anchorman underscore underscore zero. Change it. Thank you for the offline subs, boys. Much appreciated. It takes courage and gumption to to give a to give a subscription when streamer is not online, and you've done that. So. Uh, I commend you. Thank you, Hack and Zack and Anchorman. Uh, secondly, this... Uh, okay, so we've talked about how we will be doing the Patreon next month. Uh, I worked on it a lot today. I got it pretty much done, and it is technically live. So you're going to see, like, a panel for it under my Twitch. Uh, you're going to see a link to it in the show notes. You're going to see links to it under YouTube videos, etc. I am warning you now, do not sign up for the Patreon until July, unless you don't care about the bonus shit until July, because we're not doing anything for this month of June. So it is technically live, but if you sign up during the month of June, it will charge you right now or whenever you sign up. And then it's also going to charge you on the first of the month in July, and you're not going to get dick for June. So I'm look, I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You can, if you want, but you're just going to get nothing out of it. You're going to get none of the, uh, the benefits as it were. Uh, but I will give you guys a little preview of what it looks like when it happens. So this is it. You can find it. You can find links everywhere in the discord panels, etc. And then I also have it on screen. Just a little preview uh, the drop shot call of duty podcast. So you go to patreon.com slash the drop shot one word. And then we've got little membership levels, gold, platinum and Damascus patron. I hope you guys like that. Cause I thought it was super <laughs> clever when I did it. Uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. I'm glad, glad you like it. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do five bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks and 20 bucks a month. Everyone gets two bonus episodes a month. Uh, except for this month, I'll warn you again. And then if you do platinum for the 10 bucks a month, you can do, you can submit gameplay breakdowns. We could break those down. We will break those down on stream. Uh, and then you can also submit, uh, Patreon episode topics for the future. So if you're a platinum patron and you say, Hey, on the next Patreon episode, you guys should talk about this. If it's feasible, then we will do that. Uh, and then Damascus patron, 20 bucks a month. Uh, you get all that shit. And then you can also suggest Saturday episodes, which is this day. So you can suggest an episode topic that everyone's going to see. Um, we shout you out by name at the end of every episode. And uh, we're going to do like a monthly like hangout and discord kind of deal. Uh, so once a month, we'll get together for an hour or so. And then we'll do whatever the fuck you guys want. So me, Tanner, and then all the Damascus boys just kick it. We can watch videos. We could play games. We can uh, jerk off to the same Pornhub stream. Doesn't matter. Whoa. Don't care. Uh, we'll do whatever you guys want. Uh, so that would be uh, 
that would be for the Damascus one. But yeah, you guys can check it out. Uh, just a reminder, this will not change anyone's experience at all. So if you want it to remain free, it's going to. We're still doing the same two episodes a month. So the the creation of the Patreon is not going to affect your experience at all. We're still going to have the same number of episodes at the same times in the same places. It's all going to be exactly the same. We're just going to be adding extra shit on top of that. If anyone's interested in those, you can get them at the Patreon. So that will be officially live on uh, July 1st when we'll start doing bonus content and shit. Uh, but in the meantime, it is technically live. Uh, if you want to piss your money away, you're more than welcome to do that. So uh, what else do we have here? And then that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it for announcements for me, Tanner. Anything for you? No, no announcements. No announcements. OK, well, we've got. Wow, we've got a little a couple goings on here in the chat. So let's just take a fucking quick peek. Uh, oh, wow. I'm a sub. So Felipe. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good. I hope you're doing well as well. Uh, Dre19. It's an honor and a privilege to have you here, sir. Dre and I go way fucking back. Not without our drama, but what is an internet friendship without drama? Heard the pod on Spotify. Awesome. I can watch the pod. Thank you. Hell yeah, Bream. You love to see it, dude. Glad you could catch it live. Props for working on a Saturday. Yeah, well, the grind never ends. Huff emoji. Uh, 100 emoji. <laughs> okay, emoji. White power symbol emoji. Not really. Nicomus wow. with a gifted sub. <laughs> Bream, welcome, dude. Welcome to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community. Much appreciated, dude. Nicomus, thank you so much, man. I love you, dog. I love you. I appreciate the support, brother. Hell fucking yeah. No obsidian, lol. We might add obsidian later nicomus i've left ourselves some wiggle room uh that it's first of all we're just gonna do it for a month and just see how it goes see how many people sign up how many people are interested how many people like the content what they would want us to change we want to do it for a while so that we can uh solicit feedback from everyone on what's working what they're enjoying and what they're not and then we can amend our current tiers maybe add another one uh, with other shit, but we're not really sure how that's going to work. So no obsidian yet. Silent murder, two gifted subs. <laughs> fucking go. Ah. Severing and Pete, welcome to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community. Silent murder, thank you so much, dude. Much appreciated, brother. Damascus Impaler, welcome back, brother. You love to see it. Pritch with the 1,000 biddies. Holy shit. You guys are going in today, huh? Oops. Hey, oops. That's a Chris deleted reference. Uh, Pritch, thank you for the 1,000 biddies, dude. Honored, humbled, and privileged, sir. Sir, sir, sir. I was being sarcastic. Obsidian is the base camo. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. Uh, everyone, thank you for the support. Much appreciated. Let's, uh, let's move into... Wait, I have a question. Okay. This is somewhat of an announcement. Any ETA on your emotes? Ooh. Uh, not exactly. The guy, the guy has given me a, a rough draft, which I uh, approved. Uh, so now he's working on the final versions. Hopefully soon. And I think once I get them, uh, I can insta post them. And they're yeah. good emotes, dude. They're good emotes. 
Uh, I can share those with you, the sketches, by the way, Tanner, if you remind me. But uh, is, it, but, is it the same guy that did uh, Raz No Good? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. The same guy. So it's like the same face, but it's going to be like doing different shit. I'm very excited for it. Very excited. So much more applicable emotes, too, uh, that can get spammed the fuck out of at twitch.tv slash Razanon. So that'll be good. And I am very excited. Now, this next section is iTunes reviews. So we go over this every goddamn episode. If you go to iTunes and you rate the podcast five stars, you can write whatever the fuck you want and I'll read it. Doesn't matter what it says. You can panhandle with your Venmo or your Cash App. You can link your YouTube channel, your Twitch stream, your Twitter, your OnlyFans. Uh, you can submit a haiku, uh, you know, do an advertisement for your yogurt shop. Don't care. Uh, just rate it five stars, write whatever you want, and then it will be read live on stream like so. This one is from Zachary K4. The title of this review is Miners at a Coffee Shop. K. Hi, it's Zachary. Doing my part as you said, LOL. Well. Well, Zachary K4. I believe we did have a brief conversation on Twitter, uh, and you've done your part. You, uh, you're a man of your words, so I appreciate that. Sir, this next one is from Lepshaw. The title is Ivan, a.k.a. I Maestro, YouTube name in parentheses, K. What type of KD do you think is above average in multiplayer and in Warzone? Tanner, that's a good question. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, technically it's one, I would say, but I think anything below... 1.0 to 1.5 is average in both. Interesting. Well, not as high as 1.5. I don't know. I mean, technically, it's it's basically 1, but I feel like most people are below the 1.5 threshold. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, in multiplayer, this question is very easy to answer. 1.0 is by definition average in multiplayer. Uh, if you, if you added up all the kills and all the deaths that have ever happened in this game, literally all of them in multiplayer, and then you divided the kills by the deaths, it would be 1.0, uh, by definition. Technically that's not true because you can commit suicide, in which case you get a death without a kill. Uh, so the overall KD would be more like 0 0.9995, uh, but 1.0 is by definition average. Uh, so if you're above 1.0 in multiplayer, you're above average. Uh, and if you're below it, you're below average. Um, that's different than like black ops four where you could have a 5.0 KD and still be below average because assists counted as full kills there. So the math didn't work that way, which was dumb. But in this game, that's not the case. So if you're above 1.0, you're above average. And if you're below it, you're below average. And I can actually, I mean... Real quick, I can show you guys this. Uh, maybe. Come on. Come on, shit computer. There we go. I need a new graphics card. Keck W. Uh, but yeah. Oh, you know what I should have done? God damn it, I'm an idiot. Let me just find this real quick. This is a good illustrative point. So I want to... Uh, I want to show you guys. Okay, look. So here are my... Oh shit, wrong. Hold on. Sorry. 
One second. One second. This is worth illustrating, so I'm going to illustrate it. So, like, okay, this is my, these are my stats. So, I'm 1.55 KD over my lifetime. That's top 7% of players. So, 93% of players are worse than me. 7% are better than me. And I'm 1.55. Uh, so, if you go to cod.tracker.gg, you can log in yourself. You can see exactly what your KD is uh, and what percentile it is and all that. For Warzone, by the way, it's a lot more difficult to answer. I don't know what an average or above average KD would be in Warzone. Like, uh, my KD ratio is 1.71, but it doesn't even have a, um, a percentile on this website, so I don't really know. But, like, you could also look at, uh, at Tanner, if I could find him, actually. Let me find you. You know what, Tanner? Aren't your stats in the fucking... I just want to show you guys this. I talk about it all the time. Let's see. What is Tanner's KD? There we go. This is a cool website. This website is fantastic. So here's Tanner's stats on the screen here. So Tanner's KD is 2.11 lifetime, which is the top 1.5%. Uh, so I'm not fucking joking with you guys when I tell you he's nuts. Um, and then his Warzone stats. His KD ratio is 2.65 in Warzone. So, uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know what an average Warzone KD would be, but I know for multiplayer, it's 1.0. It's, it's really that simple. Uh, so, does this show my weekly KD here? I don't think it does. Anyway, doesn't matter. Know. Whatever. I don't think it does. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, so... What do we have here? So anyway, that's our answer. Thanks for the analytics, Lupshaw. Uh, next one, 1,000% cool. Great pod is the title of this review. La la la, I am 12. I am a console peasant. I want a PC. Follow my Twitch at Extinct Retakes. So that's X-T-I-N-C-T-R-E-T-A-K-E-S. Okay, well, 1,000% cool. Thanks for the analytics, you stupid bitch. Uh, this next one is from Caleb Santos 16. I'm pretty sure he's reviewed before, but I wasn't positive. So we're doing it again. Uh, Instagram, Caleb Santos 16. Tanner's horse cack is the title of this review. Um, the, uh, the review says, thanks for the analytics, Caleb. Okay. Well, Caleb, you figured it out. Thank you indeed for the analytics, sir. And uh, you've managed to review your, to edit your review and then review it again. And uh, you slid through the cracks this time, but it's not going to work next time. You stupid bitch. I recognize this name and I was not sure if we had reviewed it. I'm now 95% sure we have. So. Who is this guy though? Somebody, somebody joined the discord a few days ago who is named Tanner's Horsecock. Uh, Where'd this guy come from? I don't know, dude. He's a big fan, though, evidently. Do I have a horse cock? Oh, my God. I didn't even know. possible. Well, if you join the fucking Discord, you can see Tanner's maybe horse cock. Or maybe, uh, you know, raccoon cock. Maybe micro penis. We'll see. It's possible. Uh, this it's next possible. one is Carlos from Washington State. Is WA Washington? Yes. I believe it is, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Of course it is. Well, this this title is Carlos from Washington State. What's up, guys? I want to get more kills and obviously get my KD more up. Okay. So what kind of weapon do you guys recommend with what accessories and what gameplay it's better to kill more? My favorite weapon is the Bison. Say hi to my wife, Bernice. I love her so much. Now, there were a couple... <laughs> First of all, I... There were a couple spelling errors in this review, and that makes me that makes me a couple. That makes me think that English is not this gentleman's first language, which is totally fine. And I respect him for writing a review in his second or third language. Uh, if it is your first language, sorry, that's just my assumption. <laughs> uh, second of all, this review reads like a an Al Qaeda hostage video. <laughs> it's like your wife Bernice, who you love so much, end quote. Uh, had a fucking switchblade to your throat and said, you better mention me in this review, bitch. So, oh so God. Carlos, good luck. There are domestic abuse hotlines available for your use, and if you need them, uh, slide into the Discord and we can give you some resources. <laughs> now, on to the 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 meat and potatoes of this review you want to get more kills and get your kd up what kind of weapon do you guys recommend an mp5 and a growl those are the two mm -hmm. weapons i would recommend uh with what accessories uh stippled grip tape extended mags uh long barrel a silencer and uh a merc foregrip that's the easiest way i can do this the most quickly is what I would recommend. Um, your favorite weapon is the Bison. The Bison is good. It just doesn't kill quite fast enough. I really like the Bison too, though. Yeah, it's really fun. It's super fun to use, and it's super cool on, like, shipment with the 86-round mag because you can kill the entire team four times before you have to reload once. Uh, so that's nice. I like the Bison. It's not bad, but it's just not as good as, like, an MP5 or an MP7 or a Vector. Uh, so that is what I would say about that. So, uh, let me catch up on chat here. A couple other things have happened. Just don't post Helena lyrics. Yeah. I want to join so I could sub. I got to save these pods for when I'm at work. Monk S. The iTunes review is coming soon. Yeah, for sure, Noggin. I save pods for work often too. So I, uh, I respect your decision. Uh, Jay Decker. What's up, dude? Welcome. Claptimus, 500 bitties. Let's fucking go. You love to see it, dude. You love to see it. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Indeed, Pritch. Uh, Claptimus, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate the support. Brother, honored, humbled, and privileged. Deflect, tier one sub. Let's fucking go. Deflect, thank you, sir. Pritch with a gifted sub to Capkilla. You love to see it. You love to fucking see it. Damn, you guys are on fucking fire tonight, dude. Wow. Uh, Capkilla, welcome to this small but vibrant and extremely humble community. Pritch, of course. Again, thank you for the support. And uh, Defleck, welcome, dude. I'm honored, humbled, and privileged to have you here, sir. You can do that in Brack Barracks 2. I think it's just MW 2019. Not sure what you're referring to there, Riel. Absolutely love your shirt, Razanon, with all the kitty cats on it. Thank you, Glitta. Much appreciated. I haven't worn this shirt since, like, high school. It was at the bottom of my fucking tank top drawer. Doubles, what up, brother? 
Berenice sub girl. Yeah. A Berenice OnlyFans. I'm pretty sure the name is Bernice. I don't think it's Berenice. I've never heard that name before. It's written that way, but I don't think I've ever heard that name before. So, um, you know, you love to see it. Nicomis, 1,000 bitties. Jesus Christ, dude. You love to see it. Nicomis, thank you so much, dude. Much obliged, brother. Much obliged. Uh, everyone, thank you for the support. You guys have been nutty. But now it is time to get into the main portion of this podcast. So if you were listening for the jingle, here it is. Meat and potatoes. Fuck Tanner. Okay. So uh, first section, playlist updates real quick. Not much to go over here. Idub made a tweet. This is the playlist update. Uh, this weekend's playlist update for Warzone's now live. Jump into Realism BR quads. This temporarily replaces regular quads. So Realism is a shit game mode that is a cross between hardcore and core. Uh, headshots are basically one-shot kills. There's also no heads-up display. There's no kill feed. Uh, other than that, I think it's, and there's no minimap unless you get a UAV. And then other than that, it's the same as core. So it's not hardcore damage. I do think there's health regeneration in realism. Uh, but yeah, no heads up display, increased headshot multiplier. Uh, and this is the only way to play fours in Warzone right now, which is a goddamned travesty. Fucking so stupid. It's incredibly stupid. And um, you really hate to fucking see it. You really hate to see it. Is there anything I missed with respect to realism, Tanner? Like, what else it does? I don't think so. I mean, the HUD portion that you mentioned covers a lot of things. Like, it doesn't show, you know, what fire mode you're on on your weapon. doesn't how show ammo. how much money you have. A yeah. lot of things. So, it's it's all thrown into that HUD. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that's that. Um, so, that, but that's it for playlist updates. Everyone is not happy about it, by the way. Uh, as they shouldn't be. I don't know why they have to replace regular quads. I don't know why they can't just add it as a, as another playlist. It's really dumb. But Infinity Ward's made no good decisions yet. So anyway, uh, that is it for playlist updates. And now onto the topic of today's episode. Let me take a nice sip of water here. Did you guys hear that? I drank water. One more second. <laughs> Hell yeah, for the water. Doesn't happen often, dude. Proud of you. I'll keep that in mind. So, the topic of today's episode was, was brought to you by My Dissatisfaction with Season 4. That is the sponsor of today's episode. My Dissatisfaction. Our Dissatisfaction with Season 4. Yes. And it got me thinking about uh, the future of Call of Duty in general. Not only next year's title, COD 2020, but also CODs beyond that. And I think that MW 2019 has actually done a lot of damage to the franchise, 
and it is going to change in a lot of ways that are um that are not for the better in my opinion uh so i'll kind of flesh this out and then you guys can kind of see what i mean because i don't want to i don't want to give it give it away right away uh like some cheap hooer as uh frank would say from it's always sunny in philadelphia shit joke it's fine we'll figure it out but uh so i'll start by saying this modern warfare 2019 has been a radical departure from the typical call of duty experience even more so than jetpacks even more so than wall running even more so than operators this game is fundamentally different uh from every other call of duty and it has gone so far that at times it stops feeling like Call of Duty at all. Now, of course, they can make innovations and changes of this kind uh, in the right direction for the better. Uh, but unfortunately, I would argue that in every way that MW 2019 deviated from the typical Call of Duty template was for the worse. Uh, now, I'm going to go over a list of things that are different in MW 2019 uh, than, than every other Call of Duty. This is not every single thing that is very different about this game, but it is all of the things that are very different about this game that are likely to remain staples in COD 2020 and CODs of the future beyond that. So these are in no particular order uh, because they're all extremely important and impactful and uh, frustrating. So, so the first of those points is that is this. One of the ways in which MW 2019 is a radical departure from the typical Call of Duty experience is that 6v6 is no longer at the core of the game excuse me, is no longer at the core of the game. It is no longer the staple Call of Duty multiplayer experience. Every Call of Duty in the past, the, when you thought of Call of Duty multiplayer, if you thought of anything, one thing you thought of was 6v6. That has basically always been Call of Duty. There have been playlists like, uh, like War in World War II, uh, there was something similar, I think, in World at War, which is like kind of a large-scale thing. But the core game mode in Call of Duty has always been 6v6, except for MW 2019. Uh, I would be curious to see the analytics on this, and I do want Tanner's input here. But of all the Modern Warfare players that there are, total, the entire player base, I would be shocked... If people who played primarily 6v6 comprised even a quarter of the total player base. So in other words, if you're a player who plays mostly sixes, you make up less than 25% of the player base. That is not based on any analytics. And like I said, I'd be very curious to see analytics on this. But that is my rough assessment of how few 6v6 players there are because 6v6 is so atrocious. 
what that's one of the reasons there are others of course but tanner what per, do you think i'm about correct in saying that people who play mostly sixes are about a quarter of the player base or less what what figure would you put those people at I think you're just about spot on because obviously you're including Warzone in this, right? We're not talking yes. just core multiplayer. Then yes, absolutely. Because I would say my guess is Warzone makes up probably 75% of the player base itself at least. Because you got to think all those people that don't give a shit about multiplayer, all those free-to-play players, they're all on Warzone. Never having touched multiplayer, don't care. So I would, if anything, I would say 25% is the top. Yeah, I would say it's probably closer to 15%. And then maybe, you know, 5% playing ground war or something like that. It's not high. It's not as high as it should be. Yeah. But even if we even if we took out Warzone from the equation, I think most even if we only looked at multiplayer, I think it is less than 50% play sixes. I think the vast majority of people who play multiplayer play ground war. Ground War is just so popular. Uh, and a Ground War lobby is, what is it, 32v32? It's a lot more players than a Sixers yeah. lobby, you know? Um, again, I'm not sure about that, but ground. I feel like people, everyone, every content creator I see, if they're playing multiplayer, they're not doing fucking Sixes. The only time I ever see Sixes on, like, Twitch from the people I like to watch the only time I see sixes is if, is if there's like a new map, like when Hard Hat came out, I saw them playing sixes because they were playing the Hard Hat playlist uh, or Scrapyard. But in general, they always play Ground War because of things we're going to get into later skill based matchmaking, shit map design, lack of traditional mini map, etc. So I feel like sixes for the first time is just not, it's not even the primary or secondary uh, game mode. In Call of Duty. And that is what everything about Call of Duty has been built around. Is sixes. Because that was that's the competitive mode. Uh, or size. Um, it's what every playlist has been geared around. Except for Ground War and Warzone. It's what all the maps have been designed around. Sixes. Uh, uh, in the past. So it's like this is such a radical departure. From the typical Call of Duty experience. That doesn't really go talked about, uh, that, that doesn't go, that doesn't get mentioned, uh, nearly as often as I would expect. Uh, but that is a very big jarring, uh, shock to someone who's been a fan of Call of Duty for a long time. Because if you've enjoyed Call of Duty in the past, Call of Duty multiplayer, what that means is you've enjoyed sixes. Because that's all there was in the vast majority of Call of Duties. And now, there still are sixes, but it is not a focus. It's not even close to a focus. It is way in the fucking backseat. Because they have way more players playing Warzone. They have more players playing Ground War. Uh, so sixes is taking a backseat. And if you enjoy that, you know, you're kind of SOL, in my view. So Kind of like how we were with 10s. Exactly like we were with 10s. Exactly like we were with 10s. We played 10's Dom. Not enough people were playing it. They took it out and replaced it with 10's Mosh Pit. And by the way, if you go play 10's Mosh Pit, you'll play with the same players every match. Like, no one plays 10's. It's actually crazy how few people play 10's. 
It's unfortunate because it played so much better and a lot of people never even gave it the chance. Yeah. It plays so much better in this game because the shit maps and the mini map and everything we're going to talk about. And the sprint out, um, yeah. Also, one thing about the tens is they throw it at the bottom of that playlist. Like, it's the very, like, yeah, you have to physically true. scroll down to find it. True. Like, and there are a lot of people out there that don't pay attention and won't ever scroll down and don't even know it's a playlist. That's an so, excellent point I had never thought of. They but just yeah. shove it down there. Yeah. And tens is, tens was like a good compromise for Tanner and I. Because it's not as good as sixes. Uh, it's better than sixes in this game. But in general, we would prefer sixes uh, if all the other problems in this game didn't exist. Uh, but... Tens functioned better in this game than uh, than sixes do, so we were playing that a lot. Uh, so, give me one second here, guys. Sorry. Uh, there we go. Wait. There we go. Okay. Uh, so the next radical departure that this game took uh, is uh, the lack of a traditional mini map. Now, what do I mean by that? Well. We made a huge fucking stink about this on this podcast when the game first uh, went into beta. And they replaced... Uh, so, if an enemy fires their gun, they do not show up on the minimap in this game. Even if they do not have a silencer, they don't show up on the minimap firing their gun. They only show up on the compass. Uh, so, the this is a first for any Call of Duty ever. The, the minimap has always worked this way. If you fire your gun, whether or not there's a UAV, you will appear on the minimap unless you have a silencer or a suppressor. Uh, that is no longer the case in this game. Everyone was furious about this, rightfully, when the game first launched, but they just never changed it, and then people just forgot about it. Like, no one talks about this anymore. And it is... It's actually shocking to me how little this gets talked about now, because... This drastically changes how people play. It's much harder to move around the map when you don't know where people are. It's much harder to run and gun because you don't know where people are. Uh, and it just is one of the many things that incentivizes uh, camping in this game. Um, one, of the, one of the things that makes a really good Call of Duty player good uh, traditionally is having good map awareness, good spawn awareness, and being able to manage the intel that they're getting from the minimap based on enemy gunfire, and then navigating appropriately so that they can flank without being flanked. Uh, they're careful when to fire their own guns because they don't want to appear on the minimap to their enemies, etc. It's a whole, it's a whole added dimension to player skill that they've just removed. Why would they do that? To compress the skill gap. Because if you're really good at managing the minimap, if you're really good at map awareness, then having a traditional minimap will benefit you. But if that's gone, then your advantage is removed. So now you and the shit player are a lot close, not a lot, you're closer in skill level. So this is one of the many ways that they've tried to uh, coddle and cater to new players, uh, bad players, and it is at the expense of uh, people who have loved the franchise for a long fucking time. Um, and this is another, again, very radical departure from other, every other Call of Duty 
because no call zero call of duties have had a mini map that works this way until this one uh and people complained about it and then they stopped complaining about it which i think uh is a is a real shame but this is a big change that people just stopped talking about they might have forgotten about it they might have gotten used to having this mini map that doesn't work as it should uh but if suddenly the minimap got changed back to where it shows enemy gunfire, you would notice people moving around a lot more, and you would notice that the skill gap would get uh, raised again between good players and shit players. Uh, any Anything to add here, Tanner? Yeah, just, I mean, the game launched and there was no minimap at all, unless you had a UAV up. Nothing. Correct. So, only the and then you had to rely, yeah, then you had to rely on the compass. And I don't know about you, but I still, I don't ever look at the compass. Same. The only time I'll occasionally look at it is in Warzone when we're getting shot at. I'll have to scramble and look real quick and tell you guys a direction. But other than that, it's, it's a waste. And like people had said at the beginning also, they said, okay, if we're going to do this dumb mini-map and uh, compass bullshit, put the compass around the mini-map so as you turn around the ring around the compass would show the direction also then it wasn't two things you had to look at but they exactly. didn't listen to that either so exactly um yes it incentivizes camping a lot and i agree with you 100 percent. i wish more people would talk about this still i feel like nobody does it all yeah and we're gonna get into why that's so bad later uh but yeah a, a thousand percent a thousand percent low cap says they stopped talking about the minimap because no one plays multiplayer anymore keck w Literally, partially, yep. actually partially true that's a joke and it's a funny joke but it's actually partially true because dude go to any uh call of duty streamer right now i bet you nine out of ten of them are playing fucking warzone because no oh, one yeah, plays sure. multiplayer anymore and this is one of the reasons why so anyways what else do we have here uh next one the next radical departure from traditional Call of Duty is that the three-lane map design has been thrown out the fucking window. Thrown out the window. Now, I wish I remembered. Maybe you could help me, Tanner. I remember seeing something about Activision actually having a hand in this. And they, they said, like, well, three-lane maps are good for good players and they're bad for new players so we're gonna start shying away from the three lane map design someone at activision or connected to activision had said something to that effect does this sound familiar to you because i know we at least covered it briefly on this pod that doesn't sound familiar i wouldn't doubt that they said that at all I don't remember that. I just remember them more saying that they wanted to get away from the three-lane map because people were sick of them or something. I don't know. Because there were a lot of people in previous games that complained about three-lane map. And look at what happened now. Now they're all regretting it. There are certain games where you shouldn't have three-lane maps. Call of Duty, you need to have three-lane maps. So yeah. I don't remember that. But if somebody can find that... Um, I'm I'm sure it was said. I just don't personally remember it. It makes sense. It sounds like some BS they were saying. Yeah, I don't. I wish I remember it as well. But I think Activision had a hand in this. Um, 
And it's hard to imagine that Activision didn't have a hand in this because Infinity Ward has been making great maps for 15 years. They wouldn't suddenly... It's not like they made a handful of bad maps this game. They're all bad. They're all bad. At launch, they were all bad. They were all bad. All the sixes maps were bad. At best, they were middling. To not be hyperbolic, to be totally blunt. At best, the best sixes map at launch was what? Hackney? Ramaza? Like, those maps are... Ramaza played horrible in sixes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, okay. it was one of the best. It was one... I mean, it was one of the best. And Ramaza's like, it's not completely shit, but it's not great. It's not great. You think Infinity Ward goes from the fucking bangers in M-Dub 2 and M-Dub 3 and M-Dub to suddenly shitting the bed on every single map? Suck my dick. Suck my dick if you think that, honestly. I think... I'm almost certain that Activision played some role uh, in doing away with the three-lane map design. And I'm pretty sure I remember that Activision's uh, logic to doing this was that it incentivizes good players and it uh, penalizes new players or bad players. That they're right about. Three-lane maps do benefit players who are good. That is not a bad thing. That's what Activision's wrong about. Um... Again, when there's three-lane maps, uh, it's a lot harder to camp because you can't sit in a random room and see everyone on every lane at the same time. Uh, so if you don't, if you do have a three-lane map, having quick reaction time matters a lot more and being able to aim accurately, reliably, and quickly matters a lot more in a three-lane map design. Because if I'm running down a lane and then someone runs into me, we're playing heads up here. You don't have cover. I don't have cover. Let's fucking bang it out. And that is what Call of Duty has always been. A fast-paced, action-packed Twitch shooter. Uh, and if you're, if you're new or if you're old or if you're bad, then that is not good for you. Because if you go heads up with some 19-year-old, who has just drank his eighth G Fuel energy drink, use promo code DROPSHOT, that's not real, um, then you're going to get fucking destroyed. So what did they do to help these shit players? They created maps like Grozna Raid. And in Grozna Raid, you can sit in any of probably 30 separate, I'm not kidding, 30 separate rooms where you can shoot out of and shoot way more people than you would ever be able to if that lane, if that map were a three lane design. So this is another design choice made by Activision, I think, uh, to again, compress the skill gap to make it so that good players, to make it, so all of the skills that good players have, like being able to aim well and having fast reaction time, matter less because there's no more three-lane maps and now you can get shot from behind from a third-story roof in a window that you can't reasonably check ever if you want to move in this game. Uh, and then you get fucking destroyed and then your aim doesn't matter. So th they just removed these uh, these 
skillful components that good players have to incentivize bad players again. And there have always been bad maps in every Call of Duty, of course. But Modern Warfare is unique and it is uh, radically different than every other Call of Duty in that the maps, it's not only that the maps are bad, it's that the design philosophy is fundamentally different. And you can see that because this is the first Call of Duty ever to have such a disproportionate amount of maps that are not three lanes. There were no three lane maps at launch. There were zero. There were no three lane maps at launch. Maybe Gunrunner you could count as a three lane map. I would say you probably could count that as a three lane mm -hmm. map. That's yeah. That is all I can think of. Arklov, three lanes. I would say, uh, yeah, I would say Arklov's probably a three lane map too. But, uh, but again, it, it doesn't matter. These are outliers. The, the, the proportion of three lane to not three lane maps in MW 2019 game of the year edition is one to five. Whereas in every other call of duty, it was five to one. Uh, so that is another radical departure from the old call of duties, uh, of the past. So let me, uh, let me, I mean, you on. could consider Go some ahead. of them. You people, some people would call them quote unquote, three lane maps, like even a zero cave. Somebody could argue that that's a three lane map, but the trouble is there's also way too many spots to hide and camp and flank behind somebody. And it's just, it doesn't require gun skill because you end up not getting in firefights and you just get shot from behind from some idiot who spawned behind you and just, you know, walked up in the cave behind you. But yeah. I mean, there are, there are maps that be, could be considered three lane, but they're not like a traditional Call of Duty three lane. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, and so, yeah, that's, that's a good point because Azir Cave, I would say Azir Cave is a three lane map. I would just say it's a really shit one. Because you can go into the caves, you could go down mid, and then you could go to the other, that left, that, uh, that other side that has the, like, cliff. That's three lanes. It's a terrible three lane map, but it is a three lane map. Um, but a lot of maps are just not three lanes. Grosner Raid is a five lane map with a Z axis that goes up to three stories tall. That is, Grosner Raid is, is the perfect symbol of the shit map design in this game. It, do, it literally doesn't get worse than Grosner Raid. I've talked about this many times. I'm not going to go into it again. But that's the perfect example of what I mean by the design philosophy behind the maps in MW 2019. They're, they're fucking terrible. But, uh, but yeah, that is a... I mean, there are some three-lane maps. There are some three-lane maps. But when we talk about a three-lane map, here's a traditional three-lane map that makes sense to have. This is my favorite example. And I want... I challenge anyone to think of a better three-lane map example than this. Slums. Slums is a three-lane map, period. Literally, no, yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no fucking, like, little tiny rooms on the outside of a lane that you can hide in and, like, snipe out of like there are in Azir Cave. Uh, there's no two stories at all on Slums. That's a big fucking deal, by the way. That's a big deal, by the way, because that requires you to be able to aim and it makes it much more difficult to camp. I think slums is the perfect example of a three lane map, period, point blank. Firing range is another good one. 
three lanes that is it you can it's unambiguously a three lane map I think slums is the clearest example but mm -hmm. yeah I, but um this game just abandoned that design philosophy and it's a it's a travesty and it, it's again it, it was in service of compressing the skill gap so uh what else do we have here um Jay Decker let's fucking go <laughs> 300 biddies, brother. Thank you. Honored, humbled, and privileged Jay Decker. I appreciate the support, dude. And thank you for stopping by. And I'm glad you could make it here live, sir. Uh, anything else on this, Tanner? Um, no. No? Okay. Uh, so this next one is a very big one. Uh, this is This one is still talked about, which is good. It should be talked about, and it should be uh, fucking lambasted until it's removed. It won't be. Uh, this game is the first ever implementation of skill-based matchmaking in pub games, in casual games, in non-ranked games. In fact, in every single game that you will play. And skill-based matchmaking... We don't know exactly how it works, but the prevailing theory is that it takes your last five games, it analyzes your performance based on a undoubtedly complex complex algorithm, and then it will pair you with players of similar skill based on your performance in your last five games. This, by the way, is probably the reason that lobbies don't stay together. Oh, it's not. It is the reason. Hundred percent. It must be. Yeah, it must be. Uh, because you can't use the algorithm that way. And then if your friend joins, he fucks up the algorithm. So they have to reform the lobby after every single match. And the only reason they've done that, since no one asked them to, the only logical conclusion is that they started doing that because that's how they have to do it to implement skill-based matchmaking. Uh, you can't have your friends joining. You can't have people joining late, uh, etc. So, we've talked about this a lot, uh, but this is a this is arguably the most radical departure from old Call of Duties. Is that no matter what, you're going to get placed against players of a similar skill level. Now, this is completely anti-fun because I can't go play Call of Duty right now and use any gun that is not S tier. That is not top tier. Because if I do, I'm going to be against players who are about as good as me. Who are using the best guns in the game. And then I'm going to get fucking shit on. And then I'm not going to have any fun. And then I'm going to be forced to switch to a growl or an MP5. If I want to go have fun and practice sniping. Sorry, dickhead fucking idiot bitch. You're going to get completely fucked. Completely fucked. Completely fucked. Because of skill-based matchmaking. There are a thousand other things that are wrong with skill-based matchmaking, but there's just one example. Um, and the reason that skill-based matchmaking is in the game is, again, to ostensibly coddle new players and bad players and protect them from good players. Um, it doesn't actually do this if you compare a skill-based lobby to a non-skill-based lobby. So if you're a below-average player and you join a lobby that is totally random, like you did in every other Call of Duty, it is still likely, 
statistically almost certain that you're going to have players better than you and worse than you in that lobby. And if you get skill-based into a lobby as a 0.8 KD player, the exact same thing is still going to be the case. There's still going to be someone who's better than you in your skill-based lobby, and there's still going to be someone who's worse than you in your skill-based lobby. So it doesn't actually help the worst players. It just makes it super annoying for players who are above average to play this shit game. Um, and this is, again, arguably the most radical departure from uh, Call of Duties of the past. You can't escape trying hard. You always have to try hard because of skill-based matchmaking. It was an ill-conceived idea to try to, uh, to help new players get into Call of Duty. Uh, and it not only doesn't do that, but it also punishes people who play their games enough, who are loyal enough fans to actually get good by constantly pitting those players, those dedicated players against each other and forcing them to try their absolute hardest with only the best guns to have an even even a chance at having uh, a positive KD. So, um, anything else on this, Tanner, to say, to add? Um, Jake Squatch said in chat, is there a way to trick skill-based matchmaking? Uh, yeah, go watch Korean Savage's video. He does that. Yes, there is, Jake. Sorry. Yeah, you play really shitty, and then you record really good gameplay and upload it to YouTube. That's yeah, what you do. That pretty much, yeah. Again, the prevailing theory is that it takes your last five games into account. So one thing you could do is just do terrible for five games, and then your sixth game, probably your like third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth game, you'll be against complete fucking bots. Uh, but it will quickly catch up to you, because as soon as you just fucking destroy everyone, it's going to kick you back up a bracket. Uh, so not there's not a... There's not a realistic, sustainable way to trick skill-based matchmaking. I've heard theories about what Korean Savage does, which is like he has a dummy account, and then he'll join a match in progress on his dummy account once the dummy account is already in a match. So he's against players who have like a .6 KD, and he's like a 5.0 KD player. So if you want to make a dummy account and do that, uh, that would probably, that would certainly work, I would imagine. Um, but... You know, what I for the average player, who's going to do that? Uh, and if you're going to force me to do that, then that's fucking awful. So that's another radical departure. And then the last radical departure that we're going to go over that is likely to remain is that there is a battle royale. But not only is there a battle royale, it is a free-to-play battle royale. So the problem with free-to-play battle royales... Uh, Really, the only problem with it, as far as I'm concerned, well, there's a lot, but from a gameplay standpoint, the only problem with it is that there's no, uh, that you're just going to get more hackers, because if I hack in your free-to-play game and you ban me for life, I don't care, I didn't spend money on the game, so that's annoying, but I actually haven't seen that many cheaters lately. I'm shocked, I'm as shocked at this as anyone, but apparently, if people report enough, it's actually worked. I mean, have you seen many cheaters lately, Tanner? I have not. I actually have not seen many cheaters until that insider information we had involving, um, what's it called? Two, um, I want to say two tier, two double authentication. What do they call that? Two oh, step. the two factor authentication. Two, two factor. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen many cheaters since that, honestly. I saw a few that week. After that, it's, uh, it's 
truly died down. Yeah. Yeah, so credit to credit where credit is due. They actually did, to my surprise, uh quell the the hacking to for the most part. Um but nonetheless, there is a free to play battle royale. That is a first. Uh, I think Blackout was the first ever battle royale, but you had to purchase BO4 or at least a part of it to get access to Blackout. Um now why is this important for CODs of the future? This is the main kind of thrust here. The reason they did this is to sell microtransactions and then potentially sell the full game to potential customers. So if I release a free-to-play Battle Royale, and you guys have seen this business model, by the way, it's called Fortnite. I mean, how profitable is Fortnite? Ungo oh my God. Ungodly, yeah. ungodly popular. And that's a free-to-play game. So Activision took note of that, and they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make our Battle Royale free-to-play, and then we're going to shove microtransactions down everyone's throat. To their credit, the microtransactions are cosmetic only, and there's no weapons locked behind RNG loot boxes anymore. That's great. That's great. But... What a free-to-play BR does is, again, it, it vastly increases their potential customer base because they don't have to rely on selling microtransactions to people who have already spent $60 on the game. So if you imagine... If you imagine 100 people would buy your game at full price, if you add a free-to-play element to your game, instead of 100 potential people you could sell microtransactions to, you now have 1,000. So you've vastly increased your potential customer base uh, because you can market microtransactions to people who are not necessarily willing to buy your full game. So you're just widening the potential customer base to uh, advertise things to. And this is undoubtedly generating a ton of money for them. A ton of money for them. A ton of money for them. And we're going to revisit that. Uh, but that is a very important note, and I think this is kind of the nail in the coffin uh, for Call of Duties uh, in the future. So, as I said, uh, the, the the reason that the the, the free to play uh, schema is working so well for them is that they've increased their their customer base, and we've recently seen reports that. Selling microtransactions alone, because they have a free-to-play element, because they have so many more potential customers, on microtransactions alone, Activision is generating an estimated 3 million United States dollars every single fucking day in microtransactions alone. Alone. Fucking crazy. Insane. So, spoiler alert, what should that tell you? They're going to keep doing free-to-play battle royales forever. Because we'll get into it. But did, do you remember seeing this, Tanner? The $3 yeah. million uh -huh. dollars a day thing? Where yeah. did we see that? Uh, it was all over Twitter. I think yesterday it started. Yesterday, and I was still seeing it today. I don't know where it originally sourced from, but uh, that's what the estimation is. Does, estimated dollar amount. Does this surprise you at all? Um, 
It does, honestly. Three million is a lot. Yeah. I forgot what was the number Fortnite was making. Fortnite had a had a number every month they were making. And I can't think of what it is, but it was fucking absurd. Yeah. And I want to look that up now. But three million a day, it's more than I thought. Cause the shop is horrible in my opinion. But they force you to buy an expensive uh, kit. Yeah, they yeah, exactly. Instead of just buying one thing. Yeah. I have only bought probably three bundles from the shop maybe maybe two but if they had weapon blueprints by themselves and outfits by themselves i would buy those all the time but because it's a kit bundled together i do not but obviously people are buying them so it's working out for them and they're not going to change that yeah a thousand percent so and if you think they're gonna if you think they're not going to take notice of how well this is working for them you're fucking insane you're fucking yeah. insane because one thing you have to remember guys is that Activision does not care about integrity. It does not care about the gameplay experience. Uh, it does not care about fidelity to the Call of Duty ethos. It does not care about tradition. Uh, it does not care about how much fun you have. And this is not their fault, honestly. The only thing that Activision cares about is their bottom line. They're beholden to their shareholders to make as much fucking money as they possibly can. And... The biggest uh, con contributing factor to the millions of dollars they've made on this game is the genius strategy of copying Fortnite, making their uh, BR free-to-play, and then shoving microtransactions down everyone's throat. Now, I was shocked at the $3 million a day figure. I'm not surprised that they were making a lot, but three mil a fucking day... That, that genuinely surprises me. That is a fucking ton yeah. of money, dude. That's a ton of money. It's more than I thought a Call of Duty game would make, that's for sure. So crazy. So crazy. But, um... And so that kind of... If you get those numbers, by the way, let us know, Tanner. Um, despite... I have it. What is it? So how much does Fortnite well, make a month? The biggest month they ever had was May of 2018, and they made 318 million in one month. Jesus Christ! That was in May of 2018. Last year, for the entire year, they made 1.8 billion. Oh my god! Fucking crazy. So 318 million in a month is about 10 million dollars per day. Yeah. In micro, a lot of a lot of parents' credit cards getting maxed out that month. A lot of parents' credit cards getting maxed out that month. So, so if you think Fortnite's free to play, by the way, uh, so if you think they're not going to continue doing this, you are sorely fucking mistaken. Um. So, so in summary, so far, what do we have? A ton of terrible design choices that culminated in Activision making way more money this year than they've ever made before. They're, despite all of the terrible choices they've made, they're making more money than they've ever made before. What does that tell you? Let's take it one by fucking one. 6v6 for COD 2020 and beyond. 6v6 will probably never be at the core of Call of Duty again. Uh, the, the 
How good the 6v6 game modes in MW 2019 Game of the Year Edition are have virtually no bearing on Activision's bottom line, which means it will continue to be neglected severely because as a company, and again, this is not their fault. This is what they are supposed to do. This is the free market. They're not going to spend a bunch of time, money, energy, and resources into a game mode that very few people are playing and or that they are making very little money off of in the first place. So imagine you, um, what's a good example? I don't know. Imagine you're the district manager of fucking Starbucks for this district and you run uh, 20 stores in your district. I don't know if that number is appropriate, but let's call it that. Um, and you have a budget from corporate for you need to do renovations, store improvements, promotions, hiring, etc. You are going to invest most of that budget in those stores that are making you the most money. So yeah. if, you know, if Citrus in the 10 is your is the store that generates the most revenue uh per month, then when you have this budget to do improvements, to do hiring, uh, etc. You're going to funnel most of that money to that store on Citrus in the 10. This is business. You're not going to take most of that budget and funnel it into the 20th least earning store in your district. You can use precisely the same analogy when it comes to 6v6. Now, 6v6 is the heart of Call of Duty in the past, but it will not be anymore. Because 6v6 is not what's getting them money. It is not what's getting them cash. Uh, it has almost no bearing on their bottom line, honestly. So even if you took Warzone out of the equation, or a Battle Royale in general out of the equation, even Ground War was insanely popular in this game. And again, I would love to see analytics on this. I could be wrong. I suspect I'm not. But even if Warzone or a BR was not in the equation, it would still be something like Ground War that would be getting far more development resources uh, than Sixes would because I think way more people who play multiplayer are playing Ground War than they are playing Sixes. Um, so to whatever degree that Activision will be supporting the multiplayer player base, even if they're going to support it at all, which they will a little bit, uh, most of that fraction of support that they're going to get, multiplayer players, is going to be spent on these large-scale fucking game modes like Ground War for COD 2020 and future Call of Duty titles. The people who play a game mode that no one is playing this year are not going to get love next year. Um, so... There are a lot of valid reasons that people don't play sixes in this game. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't like sixes per se. It's that they don't like sixes in this game. Do I yeah. think Activision will be able to pick up on that nuance and figure it out? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They're going to look at the analytics. They're going to say people don't like sixes anymore because they're not playing sixes this year. 
They're going to ignore the fact that the reason no one's playing sixes is because they ruined sixes with the maps, with the mini map, with the sprint out time. Um, and then they're just going to continue to neglect sixes. And then next year in COD 2020, when sixes are neglected even more, then for COD 2021, they're going to look at the analytics and say, wow, sixes are so unpopular. People didn't play it that much in 2019, but they sure as fuck didn't play it in COD 2020. Looks like sixes are out. They're not popular anymore. Let's give even fewer resources to sixes for COD 2022. And then so on and so on. And they're going to ignore the fact that they are the precipitating cause for why no one plays sixes anymore. So expect sixes to get no love. If you're one of the people who, I don't know, likes Call of Duty, uh, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Because they've already shafted you this year. They've made sixes so bad that even though sixes is your favorite playlist, you'll no longer play it. And then they're going to compound that problem with COD 2020, and they're going to continue to compound it into the future. Tanner, how am I doing? What do you think? I mostly agree with you. I think Treyarch, though, is going to put out a much better 6v6 game, only because we know their maps are traditional three lanes. Well, if they bring back the maps like Nuketown, Slums, we're all going to enjoy those. Sure. Um, and most importantly, the mini-map will be back to normal. If it's not, then I'm going to be furious, but I would imagine the mini-map's going to be back to normal. Um, the only thing is, as we've heard numerous times from insider sources, uh, Warzone is going to be a game mode that continues past Modern Warfare. So it'll somehow either transition into Call of Duty 2020. I still don't understand how that would work. I don't think sure it would. Either. I think it would just be a totally separate standalone game. People are thinking it's going to go along with COD 2020. I don't really know how they would do that. I don't think Activision Infinity Ward is smart enough to figure that out. Maybe it feels like Epic Games they could, but uh, this yeah. company, no. Mm-hmm. But I think sixes will be better in Call of Duty 2020. But if um, if Warzone's still here, which like you're saying, that's making them all the money, so it's gonna still be here, then sixes is gonna get neglected for sure. Agreed. Um, fair point about the maps, but we're gonna get to that. That's another point that I wanted to go over because you raised some good counterpoints, which I've thought of, and I want to address those to the listener because they're probably thinking, but Raz. A uh, firing range and Nuketown are getting remade. Those are three lanes. Okay, hold your horses there, Chief. Because uh, I appreciate the optimism. I share it. But there are reasons to believe uh, you should not be as thrilled as you perhaps are at this time. Um, but yeah, like... Uh, multiplayer just will be neglected. Whether it's going to be Warzone or some other Battle Royale, there will be a free-to-play Battle Royale when COD 2020 comes out. It might continue to be Warzone. It might not. I suspect it won't be. If it is Warzone, it's going to be a new client on a new game. It's going to be like a new app. You're not going to run it from the from COD MW 2019. So, um, next point here. Uh, re regarding Warzone continuing into COD 2020... Name instances of incompetent Ward and Treyarch working together on anything. Another good point, Juan. That's why I don't, I don't see Warzone continuing to be on the uh, the Infinity Ward uh, 
platform that it's on now. I just don't see it. I think when they had said like, oh, we want to continue supporting Warzone, they might have meant like, we're going to launch a new BR on the COD 2020 engine and call it Warzone. I think they might mean that, but I don't think they're going to continue using the same like executable file that they're using now. But who knows? We'll see. If they do, that's good. Because <laughs> it's going to be way less popular when COD 2020 comes out, and that'll actually be really good for us. That's true. So. It's already been leaked, though, that supposedly there's going to be something essentially like Ground War in Call of Duty 2020. Yeah, of course there is. So Because it's so but popular. If they don't have tanks or some dumb shit like that, if there's just vehicles, even I'm fine with vehicles. Just don't put a tank vehicles are totally on the map. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. decent point, but still, I like I like sixes better than ground war. Even no vehicle ground war or no tank ground war. I still like sixes way better. That's why I play fucking Call of Duty. Dude, if I wanted to play ground war, I would go play Battlefield. This is what makes me so mad. Yep. It's like you guys are going into this lane where you're not. That's not why you're the biggest first-person shooter of all time. It's not because you copied Battlefield. It's because you did your own thing. There's no other game like Call of Duty 6s. There's no other game like that. And they're just fucking fucking it in the ass. So, anyways. Uh, the traditional minimap may not be coming back. I'm curious what your thoughts are on this, Tanner. Um, and here are my reasons for this. How often do you hear complaining about the minimap now? Almost never, right? Never. Almost yeah, never. Unfortunately, never. Unfortunately, never. Exactly. Pretty much everyone's forgotten. They've kind of just gotten used to the minimap uh, being shit like it is now. Um, and this, I think, will give Activision sufficient cover to never go back to the traditional minimap. Because imagine they launch COD 2020. And then they say, uh, oh, by the way, the minimap's going to work the same as MW 2019. People are going to be like, okay, well, that's how it's been for the last year, so that's fine. There's not going to be nearly as much fuss as there was when this game was launching. Uh, and then we're just all of a sudden, like that, the traditional minimap, which added a very great... Uh, skillful element to Call of Duty that incentivized moving around the map as opposed to incentivizing camping will be gone forever. Um, Tanner, do you think the traditional minimap will come back in COD 2020? I do think it will come back because I remember Infinity War devs saying uh, before the beta of this game or during beta that they wanted to quote try something new in this game and that's why they were making the minimap changes because they were going for the more realistic approach to this game okay so i think it'll be completely normal in treyarch and i don't think treyarch has ever even thought twice about having it the way that it is right now like the the treyarch lead david vondahar i think he kind of listens more to the competitive scene and what they want and people like that um at Good least more than in Infinity War does. I mean, they're all all the devs are trash. Let's be honest, but they're beholden uh, to Activision. That's the problem. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And the competitive players, I know, uh, he's their biggest fan. So I think it'll be back to normal next year. I'm just more curious to see what's going to happen with 
everything else in the game. But that, I'm almost positive, will be back to normal, which I'm excited for. Interesting, interesting. I, look, I'm right there with you. I'm desperately hoping that it returns. That would help a lot, dude. Even in this game, it would help a lot if the minimap was back to normal. It would really make it easier to run and gun, which again Even, is yeah. the core of fucking Call of Duty. Go ahead. Even with shit maps, you would at least know what corner somebody's camping in because you see their dumb fucking dot showing up as they're firing their rifle, you know, laying prone or crouching in a corner. Yeah. So, you know, it would it would help with the shit maps as well. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. All right, I had to fix something real quick. Um Yeah, agreed. So I I wrote a in my note in my notes here. I wrote that the traditional mini map might not be coming back. Uh, this is something that I am not so sure about either way. I'm not as confident as Tanner that it will be back. I'm also not as confident as Tanner that it will not be back. I genuinely have no idea. I think this is 50-50 to me. From Activision's perspective, if they're trying to shrink skill gaps, it would be smart for them to never bring back the traditional minimap. Because if the minimap does not ever come back in the way that it used to be, that makes it, that is better for shit players and it is worse for good players because it makes it harder to move around the map. Uh, so it would be to their benefit to keep it gone if they want to compress the skill gap between players, which is very clear that that is exactly what they want to do. That is unambiguous. So... If they're smart, they will tell Treyarch, you're not making the minimap function this way. Um, but, I mean, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. So, I really hope the traditional minimap uh, does come back. On the three-lane map issue, Tanner raised this, this point, um, which was a decent point, because we were talking about the maps, and then Tanner said, well, at least we're gonna have good maps, because we already know that we're gonna have firing range back, uh, we're going to have Nuketown back, we're going to have Summit back, we're going to have Jungle back, which are all good maps. All of those maps are better than every single map in MDub right now. Literally all of them are better than all of the MDub maps. Every single yeah. one. Uh, by, a, by orders of magnitude, too. Not like a little better. It's not like Jungle's a little better than fucking Grozna Raid. It's orders of magnitude better. Uh, so those maps will be likely returning. Great. Great. Totally agree. Um, so they're going to be re remaking old Black Ops maps such as these, probably even more than just those. And that's great. Those are excellent three lane map designs and playing on those maps is going to be fun. Most likely. I think I'll, I'll set that aside. However, I would not be surprised if most of their new original maps are no longer three lanes. Again, to shelter new players. This goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, which is three-lane maps are good for people who run and gun. It's good for people with quick reaction, with good aim. In other words, it incentivizes people who uh, have skill. And it disincentivizes people who don't. It's harder to camp on a three-lane map. So there are going to be remakes of these three-lane maps. That's great. But... Again, I would not be surprised if all of the new original maps for COD 2020 are not three lanes, are more similar to Grozna Raid, because 
maps like Grozna Raid are better for low tier players or new players. By the way, there's nothing wrong with being a new player. There's nothing wrong with being below average at Call of Duty. Uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. My problem is that you shouldn't be catered to because you're new or because you're below average. Uh, you should not be coddled and treated like a child. Uh, and you should have to get, you know, you should have to learn how to play the game. Uh, the game should not be based around players who are below average. And the best way for a below average player to improve, by the way, is to play the game and they'll get better and then they won't be below average anymore. And then everyone has more fun. That's how I played this game. Exactly. I was prestige five before I got a 15 kill streak in Black Ops 4. This was a year ago. Maybe, maybe longer than a year ago now. Probably, f no, by the time I was prestige five, maybe a year or less ago, was the first time I ever got a 15 kill streak uh, on any first person shooter on PC. It was the first time I ever got a 15 kill streak. Prestige 5 in Black Ops 4. That's a lot of fucking hours. So I was one of these players. I'm not saying this as some fucking, like, shroud-like, uh, you know, god at Call of Duty. I'm not. I was, I was shit. I was shit. Uh, but eventually, because Black Ops 4 doesn't hold your hand, and it doesn't skill base you, uh, you know, I got better. And now, it's very easy for me to get a 15 kill streak, especially in Black Ops 4. I could play tonight drunk, and I would get a 15 kill streak I, if I was trying well, for it. I swear to God I could. No, yeah, I'm just no. kidding. You would. No, I swear you to God you I could. You would. Because I got better. I learned how to play the game. Uh, so, I'm not like, don't mistake any of what we've said tonight for us bashing new players or below average players. That's not what we're doing. We're bashing the devs for trying to cater a game to players of that kind. Because it because every every uh attempt to cater to those players doesn't actually help those players anyway. So they don't even accomplish their goal, but also it makes the gameplay experience worse for everyone else. So there's no benefit. It doesn't even cater to you, even if they're trying. Uh so I wouldn't be surprised if there were to bring it back to the map design. I wouldn't be surprised if any of the new original maps, uh, or most of them, were not three lanes. What are your thoughts on that specifically, Tanner? I mean, I hope they're three lanes, but, you know, it does go back to Activision knows they've made a ton of money this year. So they're going to say, oh, it's because new players are continuing to play the game because they're not getting shit on because skill based matchmaking. So let's keep everything the way that it is. Exactly. Including the maps. The mini map is what they're thinking. I hope not. Um, Etc. Etc. So it's hard to say, but again, Activision has control over those things, um, and you know we put a lot of blame on the development team itself, Infinity Ward. But we know for a fact, uh, who was the previous dev that came out and said they had no control um, over skill-based matching? Oh, he was but, a he he used to be a dev for I think Treyarch. We covered it okay. on the pod, I right? Think, yeah, I think it was Sledgehammer, I want to say, actually. Maybe. But anyways, you know, we give a lot of hate, but there's a lot of things that Activision controls, and they make the development teams do certain things, and this could be one of them, because they want, you know, a game to cater to new shit players. Yeah, exactly. So if you had to bet, 
would you say that the most of the new original maps will be three lanes or most of them will not be three lanes? If you had I think to guess. the majority still will be three lane in this Treyarch game. Of original maps? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I hope you're right. Uh, it Me too. <laughs> yeah, obviously. We both hope, hope you're right. Yeah. I hope you're right. Uh, this one, again, I'm not a hundred. I'm not as confident about this as I am about, like, the BR, for example, um, or other things that we're going to get into. But uh, I agree with you that I hope it's the case. I'm not super confident either way. I wouldn't be surprised if all of the new original maps for next year are shit. And you guys shouldn't be either. Uh, but... In no universe is it a foregone conclusion that all of the original maps next year or most of them will be three lanes. That is not, you cannot take that for granted and that is certainly not confirmed. I think all of the evidence points the other way, uh, but not strongly enough to indicate to me that I'm be confident in saying uh, that they will, uh, they will not be three lanes. We will see, but I'm not, I'm not sure either way and that's not great put it that way um here's something i can say beyond a shadow of a doubt um and i will not make any bets on this right now but i'm certain that skill-based matchmaking will continue to be in the game first of all legal documents have been leaked uh activision has put in patents uh for skill-based matchmaking uh and they've written out their reasoning. If you guys search for like Activision patent skill-based matchmaking, you can find these things yourselves. Uh, it's not terribly interesting because it's not terribly surprising. Uh, they're gonna continue implementing skill-based matchmaking, period. Uh, they did it this game. They've never come out and confirmed that they're skill-based matchmaking explicitly. Uh, and again, I've said this eight times this stream, and I'll say it again. This is ostensibly to help new players uh, and shelter them from players that are better than they are. It doesn't accomplish that goal, but I'm not going to go into that for the eighth time. Um, there's no reason to assume that this is not coming back. All of the evidence points to that it will be, uh, in fact, coming back. And that is going to be absolutely terrible uh, for mm -hmm. COD 2020. And it's going to continue, by the way, beyond that title. Anything? What do you have to say on this topic, Tanner? Well, that one for sure, Infinity Ward is. I mean, um, Activision is keeping in. We know that there's going to be skill-based matchmaking because, exactly. like we've said a million times, they have analytics that prove it makes them more money and players stay around and play longer if they're shit. Prove skill-based matchmaking. Quotes. But yeah, 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 exactly. Supposedly, that's what they say. So uh, skill base will be in the game and oh, fuck, dude, that could be just a a game changer. I don't know. COD it, could just be ruined if they keep doing this. This that we're getting there. <laughs> but yes, exactly. All of these decisions. I mean, if every point we've hit tonight uh, comes to be Worst case scenario, COD as we know it is dead. I mean, COD as we know it is dead. Every point that we've covered, if they're all worst case scenario, which is absolutely not outside of the realm of possibility, then COD would be dead. Uh, 
six is not being the base of the game. The core player, the core playlist in Call of Duty for 15 years would be gone. That's worst case scenario. Traditional minimap not, uh, not coming back. Terrible. Three lane maps not coming back. Terrible. Skill base being in the game. Awful. I mean, if all of these things come to pass, which is, again, not like an outside chance of being the case, then COD, as we know it, is dead. It's completely dead. But we'll, we'll get there. So, uh, sadly, skill-based matchmaking, which is one of the most deleterious, uh, corrosive elements of this new fucking uh, uh, course of action that Activision has chosen to take, will definitely be in the next game, which is terrible. Yeah. Absolutely I've, terrible. I've said it like 20 times already since the season started. I don't know if they did something with skill-based matchmaking, but this has been the sweatiest first week of a season in this game's launch for me by far. Like, it is... Every lobby that I'm in is insane. There's there's nobody bad. So I haven't played... Today's Saturday. I haven't played since, what, like Monday? Sunday, maybe? Um, you know, I wasn't feeling it on Wednesday, so I didn't stream. I had some stuff to do. And I got on today and played multiplayer. Dude. Oh, my God. The teams I was going up against, like, I was still doing good. I was still top of my team and usually the most kills in the lobby. But my KD was just way lower than what it usually was. And I was getting just beamed constantly when I jumped around a corner. It was absurd. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't played much really recently either. So I haven't, like, noticed that. Um, but not only have you said that. But a couple people in the Discord have said that. Jake Down has said that. Shout out to Jake Down, an active member of the Discord. At Join Jake the, Down. At Jake Down on Twitch. Uh, Join the fucking Discord. Um, but other people have said that in the Discord as well. I've been told this by at least five people. Uh, and there have been like YouTube videos about like, hey, did they turn up skill-based uh, with season four? Maybe. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, apparently Drifter did a video on it. I don't usually watch this stuff but i saw somebody post that link in the discord i haven't seen it yet but uh but it, the title of the video is something about did they increase skill-based matchmaking lately so yeah. other people are obviously thinking it as well yeah which makes which leads me to believe that they they certainly did something i mean you jake dismo all these other people i'm hearing uh you know they're not all crazy they probably did something and that's, again, the problem with skill-based matchmaking. Like, is anyone happy? Like, oh, the skill base is more strict now. Yay! Yeah, I have to try even harder in every fucking lobby I play. Hey, yeah. there's two new guns now. I'm so excited to level them up. Oh, wait. They're skill-based matchmaking. So I'm going to join a lobby with players that are as insane as I am, except they're going to be using MP5s, and I'm trying to level a vector with two attachments? Oh, well, fuck my fun. My fun doesn't matter. I, it doesn't yep. matter to Activision whether or not I have fun as one of your most dedicated fans uh, in the world. Fuck me, right? I'm the asshole. I, no, I, no. Because you're I'll, good, yeah. Yeah, I'm the asshole because I'm good because I've played enough of your shit game to actually get good at it because I've been loyal enough to continue playing the franchise for fucking 12 years. Fuck me, right? I'm the asshole. So, oh, hey, thanks for the new guns, Activision. I'm going to go... I, I'm i going to go masochistically fuck myself in this <laughs> lobby 
and get destroyed by everyone game after game after game while I try to level this gun up that you so graciously released with this new season that I'm barred from enjoying because of skill-based matchmaking. So fucking dumb. And the cherry on top, they turn it up for season four right when the new guns come out. Yeah. Fucking great job, Activision. Great job. Round of applause. Go ahead. The thing I always wonder, too, is like how much time have they spent coding in the skill-based matchmaking algorithm versus just having it based on your connection? Like how much wasted development time was put into that? Because it sounds like it's a lot of work to create the skill-based system that they've made in this game, right? Very I mean, good point. a lot of fucking coding work. Think Very about that. Point. That's what I always wonder. I'm like, does that, that sounds like something that would take months to get right. It's a complex algorithm. Exactly. And it's like, dude, just base it off my connection and almost nothing else at all. My ping should be the first thing in mind. Literally For a game this popular, opinion. I should never play, I'm not going to say only Pacific servers. I should never play over 50 ping though. I should never be past a central Texas server, you know? I shouldn't be put on East Coast ever. Especially with, with crossplay. Exactly. exactly. Especially with crossplay. Exactly. If it was PC only, I would not be saying that. But yes, with crossplay, fucking crazy. Yeah. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. And yeah, that's such a that's such a good point. Every here's here's a good way to gauge whether or not you're getting skill based. If your ping is over unless you live in like fucking Hawaii. If your ping is over 50, congratulations, dumb bitch. You've been skill-based. Because there are, with metaphysical certitude, I can say, there are lobbies playing whatever game you're playing at this exact moment that are far closer to you than 50 milliseconds of ping would tell you. Mm -hmm. The reason you're not in those closer lobbies is because you've been skill-based out of those, and so now you're going to have a worse connection and more latency and a worse gameplay experience as a result of that for the express purpose of making sure you're in the right skill-based uh, skill bracket, which is disgusting. It's a disgusting thing to do. Yep. You're going to fuck your players' uh, gameplay experience. Connection is like the number one contributing factor to gameplay experience, uh, by the way. And we're going to fuck you on that. To put you in the right skill skill based uh, bracket, such a disgusting thing to do. It's gross. It is gross. God, it makes me so mad, dude. Like actually angry. Anyways, let's move on here. So, uh, my last point here, and we're we're gonna shore this up now. The free to play BR, which I've alluded to, will now be a staple in the Call of Duty series. And as a result of that, multiplayer will suffer. Because there is something called... Um, fuck, what is it called? Uh, you only have so much time... So you can devote... You can, you can only devote your time to one thing at a time. So if you devote, devote your time somewhere, you're not devoting your time elsewhere. There's, a, there's an expression for this that is not coming to mind. So I, if you... Think of it, tweet me. I'll probably think of it as soon as I'm done with the podcast. Uh, but anyways, uh, the free-to-play BR is now a staple in Call of Duty, and multiplayer will suffer. Why is that? 
multiplayer will not get the same development resources that the BR will. And having this full uh, this free-to-play game, this free-to-play battle royale, means you can push microtransactions to a larger player base. And since it's getting them so much cash now, three million a day, you can be absolutely certain that they will continue to use this business model. Uh, in precisely the same way that having Warzone be free-to-play has negatively impacted multiplayer in MW 2019 Game of the Year edition, that trend will continue in COD 2020 and beyond. So, the 3 million a day on microtransactions, do you think they get even remotely fucking close to that from multiplayer? Do you think they get remotely close to that selling full copies of the game to people? That's going to be... Can I get a Keck W in the chat for that absurd just proposition? It's just that it's an absurd proposition. So, of course, they're going to con continue doing the thing that makes them money hand over fist, which is the free-to-play Battle Royale uh, in COD 2020. Because, again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, they're going to put their money into the thing that is giving them the largest return. And what is not giving them a large return compared to microtransactions to the tune of 3 million United States dollars per day uh, is multiplayer. It's all Warzone. So do you think it is a fucking coincidence that there was no new content for multiplayer in season four? Think about it. Oh, but Raz, we got two multiplayer maps. Did we, though? We did not. Did we, though? We what did are, not. Literally, we did not. What are the two quote-unquote new multiplayer maps we got, Tanner? Refresh my memory. They are maps that were already in the game and picked from the game. Exactly. So we got Scrapyard. Oh, that's a new map, right? Or is it, though? It is not. It's not, right. Because because Scrapyard's already in the game. It's a part of Verdansk, the Warzone map. It's also a part of Zakhaev or whatever the fuck Boneyard. So all they did was they put a fucking red fence around a portion of two maps that already exist in the game and then packaged it in such a way that we're expected to believe that it's new content. It's not. What was the other uh, quote-unquote new map that we got? Do you remember was, the name? It's Promenade, which is the best ground war map in the game, by the way. <laughs> Shout out Locat, best ground war map in the game, Promenade. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So it's called Promenade. Um, now, Promenade, oh, that's exciting. It's a new ground war map. Except, wait, no, you know what? It's not a new ground war map. It is, once again, they took Verdansk, they cropped a portion of the map, arguably the worst possible portion of the Verdansk map that they could crop to yeah, make right. a ground war map out of, by the way. Uh, and then they repackaged it as if it's new content. Promenade. So, multiplayer got no new content. Uh, they did a piss poor job at trying to package Promenade as new content, but it's not. And you can expect this level of neglect 
for multiplayer players in the future. Because again, multiplayer is not making them $3 million per day. Warzone is. The Battle Royale that is free to play is. So in COD 2020, what we will see is of all the budget for Call of Duty 2020, 90% of that pie is going to go into Warzone because 90% of their revenue is coming from Warzone or whatever the name of the BR will be in COD 2020. And again, what does this mean for people who like Call of Duty for Call of Duty reasons? We can go fuck ourselves. We can go fuck ourselves because we don't matter because we're not generating money for them. Now, I want to reiterate, I don't blame Activision for this. Their job is to make as much money as they can. And the way to do that, they're not wrong about this plan, by the way. If they want to make as much money as possible, they should do exactly what I think they're going to do, which is invest all of their money into the free-to-play BR and then just push microtransactions and get a fuck ton of money that way. You can't really blame them. You really can't. It is just the way it is. This is life. Uh, And, you know, sad to say, it's no one's fault, really, but sad to say, if you enjoy Call of Duty multiplayer, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, And Tanner and I put ourselves in that boat. I like Call of Duty 6's three-lane traditional minimap, no skill-based matchmaking, bang-it-out multiplayer. That is what I play Call of Duty for. That is what I first started playing Call of Duty for. That is why I fell in love with Call of Duty. That is the shining beacon on the hill for the epitome of gaming to me for Call of Duty. And it would be nothing but bliss and heaven for me if each subsequent Call of Duty was was a further step toward the perfect Sixes, three lane, no skill base, working mini map, good visibility, Call of Duty experience each year to the the end of time. But that is not the case. That is not the case. We can be sure that the most that most of the development resources that go into COD 2020 will be focused on what is going to make them the most money. And if MW 2019 is ev- any evidence which it is, by the way, they're not wrong about this, then we will see most of those resources going to the free-to-play Battle Royale. And it's a fucking shame. It's a fucking mm-hmm. shame. But, uh, Tanner, what are your... Any thoughts on this? What do you What do you think? I'm just furious at the <laughs> Season 4 release, essentially. Oh my god, it's I've, so bad. I've never been more mad at this game. Honestly. I've been getting reamed season four. I was expecting map changes. I was expecting gun changes. I was expecting a bunch of new things added. And we got... (laughs) Nothing. 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 And the two new guns, by the way... To be fair, the Vector and the Galil, also known as the Fennec and the CM... Amex, MasterCard, uh, credit card, whatever the fuck the name of that gun is. 
to be fair, those are new content. They're new guns. Um, now, to be clear, it's new content for multiplayer and Warzone. So make no mistake, they didn't make any effort to make multiplayer-specific content. Uh, they, they allowed the multiplayer peasants some crumbs that Warzone was going to get anyway. So to be clear, it's not new content specifically for multiplayer. But multiplayer did get some new content, which is good, to be fair. Uh, the, the Vector and the Galil. Um, but unfortunately, this is kind of a different point, And this is uh, this is specific to MW 2019, but I think it's worth mentioning. Um, it almost doesn't count as new content because it didn't change the meta at all. Because the the vector the vector is no better than the MP5 at literally anything, uh, and horrible. the and the Galil the Galil you can make some arguments for. Uh, it's pretty fucking good. Uh, I would say in the vast majority of cases it's not better than a growl, but in some cases it might be better than the growl. It does hit harder. It does have more damage range. So. Um, you can make an argument that that kind of shakes up the meta, but it doesn't really. Um, so if you're releasing new guns that don't change up the meta at all, is it really new content? Now, in a Call of Duty of the past, it would be new content. Because I could use the new guns, even though they're not the best guns, in every lobby I play, because I'm not getting skill-based. But the problem with skill-based matchmaking is that if there are new guns released and they are not the best guns in their class, I can't use them. Because I can't stand a chance against players who are using the best guns in their class. So the only way for a new gun to actually constitute new content um, with skill-based matchmaking being uh, in existence is if those new guns are now the best guns in the game. Another problem with skill-based matchmaking. Another problem. So. so to sum this up, the thesis here is twofold. Number one, and I'm going to read this. I'm going to quote myself here. Quote, no matter how dissatisfied the player base is with this game, especially the hardcore fans of the franchise who have been playing for the last decade plus, they will not make any effort to appease them. Because despite the fact that they have spit in the face of these hardcore fans with this game and made money hand over fist, why would you expect them to care about these valid concerns and these valid opinions next year? Again, their goal is to make as much money as they can. So if they can tell true fans of Call of Duty to go fuck themselves and make double what they made last year, you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to do it again. And it's not their fault. Again, I want to be clear. That's just the way it is. I think the only thing that is not their fault is, is focusing all of their resources on the BR. I think it is their fault for releasing skill-based matchmaking because they erroneously think that that helps bad players. It doesn't. Yep. It doesn't. It just makes the gameplay experience worse for good players, and it keeps the gameplay experience exactly the same for bad players or new players. 
So I think you can lay a lot. I think you can genuinely blame Activision for a lot of things. Uh, and they've made a lot of choices that actually don't help their bottom line. And the only purpose they serve is to hurt their player base. I would blame them for those things. Skill-based matchmaking is one of them. The mini-map is one of them. Uh, the map design is one of them. Maybe. Yes, the map design is one of them. Uh, Absolutely. But Activision focusing all of their resources on the free-to-play BR because that's making them the most money, that is the one thing I would not blame Activision for. They're supposed to do that, man. They're a company. They're trying to make as much money as they can. They have shareholders. They have stockholder meetings. They have quarterly earnings reports. They That is their job. They're supposed to make as much money as they can. So that is the one thing where I would not blame Activision. But everything else I just mentioned, I would absolutely blame Activision because it is not actually increasing their bottom line. They erroneously think it does. And number two thesis, if you were a fan of COD 6v6, you can go fuck yourself. It is never going to be the main focus of a Call of Duty title again. Tanner, your thoughts on these thesis statements? I don't think I agree with it's never going to be the main focus of a COD again. So you agree with thesis number one? Yes, I agree with thesis part numero uno. I do not agree with part two. So I think it'll be much more prevalent in uh, COD 2020, the Treyarch title, that uh, 6v6 will be maybe not the most, well, maybe not as popular as it was in the past, but I think things like Ground War, um, Warzone will kind of be pushed to the side in that game. Believe me, Treyarch will find a way to make money. They'll put shit behind a paywall again. You think or... the BR for next year is going to be pushed to the side for sixes? I think so. Slightly. In a Treyarch title, yes. Okay. I, For the record, for everyone listening, for the Dropshot listeners... I'm doing it now. Tanner could not be more wrong about this. Activision... You have to, We have to be clear, Tanner... Treyarch, Active, I know. Treyarch is not the king of COD 2020. I know. Activision is. And okay. Activision has seen the spreadsheet, the balance sheet, excuse me, for this game. And they know that Warzone, or the BR, whatever it's fucking called, has made them the most money this year. I think it is fucking crazy to think that it is going to get pushed aside at all next year. But go on. Unless you were done. I don't know if you were. I'm done. I'm okay. done. Okay. So... Clip it now, quote me later. Link it later. That's what I say. That's the 20, that's the 2020 equivalent of uh I don't know what the saying is originally, but it doesn't matter. Um all right. So anyways, that is our episode. It is a pessimistic episode, but it is based in facts and logic and reason. Call us Ben Shapiro. Uh I would like to open the floor to to the the small but vibrant and extremely humble community we have here at the Drop Shot at Call of Cumble. Duty Podcast. Okay. So drunk. Um, let me know what you guys think. I think we've laid this argument, excuse me, I think we've laid this argument out fairly uh, clearly, cogently, and I think our points and our conclusion make sense and that it follows. Uh, if you guys disagree with any of the points or the the soundness, uh, please let us know 
on Twitter, uh, on Discord, whatever. Join the fucking Discord. Um, and I would be interested to hear your guys' opinions. I genuinely want to be persuaded that I'm wrong. I want yeah. to be persuaded. And Tanner agrees with me. We want to be told that we are totally wrong and that COD 2020 is going to be good. Uh, we really do. Because I I would much rather be wrong about a podcast episode than be right about a podcast episode in which we said COD 2020 is going to be fucking garbage. So please tell us how we're wrong if we are. But I, I don't know, man. This argument is hard to refute from, from my perspective. Uh, so, so we'll see. But uh, Tanner, is there anything else in general about literally anything that you wanted to, to talk about on the Drop Shot of Call of Duty podcast? Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Tanner Dropshot. I'm excited for the Patreon to go live. The only uh, bad part about that is I 95% will not be here for that podcast the day it goes live. I'm going to be out of town. Uh, that trip I was supposed to take a few weeks ago is going to be happening that day. So I'll be out of town. I've been thinking maybe I can like call in or something when we're making that announcement, make a little appearance just like on my cell phone or something with shit quality quality, you know, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Do you have a tablet? Cause you could just go to grid fam and probably use that. I have an iPad. That's super old. Yeah. That I haven't turned on in months. How about this? How about we try using grid fam on your iPad? We well, hold on. To. Let me. Let well, me no, no, no. Let me that's preempt the thing, that. Though. Would you be willing to sit in on a podcast while you're in well, Big Sur? That, that's what I'm saying. That's not the thing. Is I don't know if I'm going to be like out to dinner doing yeah, something. I that's what you. I was thinking. I like I could probably at least do like a to, 10, 15 minute call. Like use my AirPods. I don't want you to worry everybody. about having to to do the pod though. Because if you're on vacation, brother, listen. I want you to be on vacation. Not worrying, getting drunk, doing lines, fucking your. I take a lot of vacations, ass. by the way. So. Well, he does. World trap. World traveler. World traveler. By the way. Hashtag world traveler. Kill yourself in game. Uh. But yeah, that that would be interesting. I am excited for it to go live too. I'm curious what the support's going to be like. Honestly. I don't know. Very curious. So. But we'll see. All right. So yeah. Uh. Anything else you want to talk about, Tanner? No, sir. We're going to go live right now. Fuck two hours with only Raz. Yeah, it's looking that way. I, uh, I, if you need to restart, do it. If not, then just go I live. I to. I'm just going to exit Grid Fan now and open up Streamlabs. Go for it. Um, yeah, Pritch, I, I actually asked uh, Young Douglas if he wanted to co-host on uh, the first, which would be that Wednesday that the, the Patreon goes live. If, he, if Tanner's not here to announce it, it's not that big of a deal. Most of you don't listen live anyway. But, uh, oh, Tanner, I did want to mention, this is what I was going to tell you a long time ago. We are going to record a video uh, next weekend, like announcing the launch of the pod, or the Patreon. What do you mean? I'm gonna like a get... physical video? Like I have to leave my, you're going to leave your house? No, 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 no. Let's oh. not get let's not get crazy. I thought we were doing like a vlog type. Thing. No, okay. I mean we could. Do you want to? Fuck no. Okay, great. That's what I thought. I don't want to see you unless I have to. I'll keep that in mind. So, uh, so, so, uh, 
Yeah, next weekend we'll record like a little video. I'll write you a script. You don't have to think at all. Bitch. I usually don't, so. Well, yeah, okay. All aim, no I'm just brain. Here to click heads. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. I just need to click heads. All right. So, yeah, like but we'll idiot. be doing that. Uh, Luck anyways. Luck getting game, by the way. Yeah, so I guess we're doing threes, right? So we're doing yeah, threes over at Tanner Drop Shot. Uh, don't leave the stream because we're going to raid him. Real quick, I hope you guys enjoyed yet. this episode. Uh, who do we have here? Nicomus, Pritch, uh, Noggin Chaser, Claftimus, Silent Murder, Defec, Defleck, uh, Jay Decker. Thank all of you very goddamn much for the cheers, the bits, the subs, the gifted subs. Uh, your support is uh, very much appreciated over here at the Drop Shot of Call of Duty podcast. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed. We will be back, of course, on Wednesday, 7 o'clock Pacific Time, PM, of course, at twitch.tv slash Razanon. You can follow me there. You can follow me on Twitter at Razanon. You can follow Tanner at Tanner Dropshot on Twitter and on Razanon. And um, I hope you all enjoyed. Have an excellent evening. Uh, until next time, as always, remember, stay humble. Stay humble. Sports Social Podcast Network.